hello, 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 listeners, friends, family, loved ones, enemies, um, and neighbors. Hello, welcome back. I'm Liam Garrow, host of Tell Me Everything, hopefully the show that has become your new favorite obsession. God knows we have a blast doing it. A show that if you are new to the show, we will let you know this is a real exciting uh, experiment and excuse for fabulous celebrity guests to come on and basically just tell me everything and rant and rave about their favorite people, places, things, and pop culture. And this episode, you know, when we tell you that we really deliver the goods. I think this episode is no example. No, wait, it's no exception. Listeners, when I tell you that I've been up since 5 a.m., and it doesn't really matter, I'm 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 vulnerable. Sometimes we misspeak. Jordan Carlos, a fabulous writer, actor, stand-up. You might know him from the Colbert Report. You might know him from his fabulous podcast called Adulting with the equally fabulous Michelle Buteau. I mean, he is so wonderful and is like, I gotta tell you, this is the first time. I've had the pleasure of speaking with him and you know, when you meet those people where you're like, Oh, you are like a really good person. Like this is a true gem of a human being. I spoke with him and it honestly felt like I had known this man for 20 years. So easy, so breezy, so funny. I really hope you enjoy my conversation with him. There's no point in delaying it any longer. Here's my fabulous conversation with Jordan Carlos. Look at us. And that's what we call synergy. Listeners, do you want to know how you spell synergy? You spell it (laughs) J-O-R-D-A-N-A-N-D-L-I-A-M. And if that doesn't combat all the rumors of gay people not being literate, I don't know what else will. Jordan Carlos, welcome to this absolute dog and pony show of a podcast it is so nice to see you it's nice to meet you i have to tell you also before we get into you and all your fabulous things i have enjoyed you from afar from for a very long time i think you're very very funny oh thank you Uh, what is what have i walked in this is great are my parents here are Uh, they gonna come to the door liam what's going on we actually, well, we've actually, I hope you have your letter ready because this is going to be a real, <laughs> this is going to be a conversation that's about healing and it's about really patching up old wounds and letting our parents know really how we feel. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm holding space, space for that. I didn't know that's what this was going to be. Um, I, I thought it was just going to be about stuff we couldn't stop talking about, but it's apparently my parents and Well, you know and the thing that we really can't stop talking about is the trauma. And trauma from our parents. Let's be honest. Let's be absolutely honest about where we stand on that. And I want to say something else about Jordan Carlos in case people aren't familiar. Here's what I admire about you. And you occupy rare space in this way. Because it really is. There are three. There are three. um, Male comedians. Okay. Who I think get the gold seal of approval. Not only because they're (laughs) funny. But also because they make a point of not looking like absolute garbage when they walk up on stage. It's you. <laughs> it's Paul F. Tompkins and it's Alan oh. Strickland Williams. Three people uh, who say, you know what? Oh when I'm, in, when I'm at a microphone, I want to look my best. That's very kind of you, Liam. Most of the time I'm at a microphone with Michelle Buteau and I'm just terrified of what she'll say to me, how she will drag me over uneven ground about stains on my clothes and holes in my pants. So I had to upgrade my life basically. And I was like, my best friend is there's no lies detected. 
Yeah. I just need to do better. And I will, I thank you for saying that because now it's like, I just, I'm just going to like, I, I see now that good clothing, good style is important. And the way you present yes. yourself on stage is really important. And I get that, you know? Well, I'll never forget John Mulaney, also actually another wonderfully dressed straight male comedian, but he, I'll yes. never forget something he said in an interview once. He said, if you're wearing sweatpants at an airport and really make it clear that you need to get onto a flight that's about to take off, no one at the desk is going to take you seriously. But if you walk up there in a suit and if you're in a fitted pant with a belt, they're going to say, right this way. Right this way. Good, sir. Yes. You need extra time to get on the plane. You know? Well, I mean, of course you need extra time. You have to take off your suit jacket. You need to fold it properly. (laughs) You want to make sure it doesn't wrinkle. You're going to turn around and say, does anyone here have a dry cleaning bag? You know what I mean? Yeah. I always love when I overhear, because I am comfort plus for life, but when I Mm. overhear the like business people say like, will you, can you take this? And the jacket is like handed to the flight attendant and then the hand and they put it in that little special closet. And it's like, Oh my God. Like they're being like attended to on this plane. All while I'm trying to like stuff, you know, a carry on bag underneath my seat. It's just, you know, and there's no room. There's just no room. There's no room ever. Oh, I mean, and- people at this point are just fully putting their babies under seats. I mean, we're all just doing our best <laughs> is the thing. I mean, like, it's so deeply humbling when you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm watching this poor mother of two stuff her small child into the overhead compartment just because she couldn't afford a second ticket. I mean, I can't believe it. You know what I mean? I mean, and I want to yes. say something, too. I, for the first time in my life, last summer, flew business class. Jordan, I don't know if you have special effects on this podcast, but you do need Jordan. a standing O. You need. <laughs> and how did it feel? Like, what was? Just walk me through the sensations. Like, what? What happened? Stim to, to start. quote Olivia Coleman in The Lost Daughter when she describes abandoning her children. <laughs> it felt amazing. It yeah. felt amazing. And I want to say the the different the person I became the second I sat down in 1A. Okay? 1 1A. Girl. Flex. Let me say, I I as every person bypassed me to yeah. walk in yeah. like into economy, I just <laughs> thought, you know, I actually do believe there is a ladder of life that we all fall on and some of us are better than other people, and that's just how I feel. And that's how I feel. And with every person that walked past me, I just said, so long, poor, like that. Wow. wow. Yeah. And then I broke, <laughs> I shattered my, gla- my complimentary glass of orange juice in my hand. And then, I, and then I immediately demanded another. And I went like this. I spun my finger around as if to indicate another round immediately is what I did. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. my God. What a scene. Uh, that, that, yeah. how, where were you going? Well, you know, I was doing a three-hour flight to LA, so of course I wanted it to be comfortable, you know, because <laughs> God forbid anyone be marginally uncomfortable for two hours and 45 minutes. And so, and also, by the way, let this be a testament, that's the only way I could have have afforded a business class flight was on such hey. a short flight. You know, we're doing what we can, but I was like, I was, I don't know what came over me. I was like, I want to, like, I want to treat myself, and I did, and... You know, it's when they hand you your like complimentary omelet where you're like, I yeah. can never go back. Wow. What? Yeah. Tell me about the good life. I, I've had the cookie before, but it's because somebody gave me the cookie. Oh. Like the warm cookie. Oh. I've had that before. 
Well, I think that's yeah, it's, that's big time. The thing that, that people need to remember, though, with mm-hmm. really anything that happens at 30,000 feet is you really have to stop asking questions and you really can't know how the sausage <laughs> is made. Do you think it's any of my business how they got a hot <laughs> omelet to my seat at 30,000 feet? That's none of my business. You that's know what I mean? That's a great question. Yeah, that's a great question. But there's only enough power on that plane to, to make omelets for people in first class. You couldn't give omelets to the whole plane. Are you mad? Are you mad? You know? To, what, so, to everyone and their children that are stuffed in the overhead compartment? I don't think so. <laughs> Maybe in Scandinavia, but like not here. And I just, yeah. uh, I am always forever on the plane um, thinking about the fact that it is just like Snowpiercer. Like there's such mm. rigid class system at work on a plane that is yeah. nowhere else really as visual or in your face in American society as when you're at the airport. That some people get to yeah. board the plane before other people. Not only is it an industrial engineering design, like fuck up, like you obviously you should just board from back to front but we're 100%. like 100 percent. but they make you they make you walk past the thing that you can't afford do you know what i mean like yes. that there also isn't like two places for people to like board the plane they're like no we're gonna make you watch the thing you can't have and if that's the case okay if that's the case if yeah. we're doing this butt ass backward just Put make people board in the back of the plane, and yeah. then, like, and then these people, like the rich, can still have their parade past the poor's. They can slap them in the face, whatever they want, on like the way to the front, and then we can leave. Yeah, then we can leave, right? Like, well, it'll. I'll to, never oh. forget what did Chris Rock say, where he said, "If poor people knew the way that pe- the rich people actually lived, they would riot in the street." <laughs> they did once they did once god bless france 1784 mm. never forget but like i mean uh, yeah. yeah great I, style. first of all great can we clothing. talk about well and you know what's so fun about france that era too everyone was just <laughs> fucking and they said syphilis be damned that is the thing I really do. I got, I really do miss Liam. like <laughs> I, they just, they, they were out there absolutely full bush, just like going whole hog. You know what I mean? And can the I say fact, something now? Of no, course. I want you to finish. I want you to finish, please. There's nothing else. You have to understand. I just talk until I'm cut off. Jordan, please go. No, I was just going to say that it's so weird. Circles and intersections. In that I was like full on looking up Merkin, the term Merkin. I know what a oh, Merkin yeah. is, but I was oh, like, yeah. let's go into the history of Merkin, dork. So anyway, a Merkin, of course, is a wig for your nethers. And like mm-hmm. the thing about it is women would back then shave the pubis because they were afraid of lice and because nobody <gasps> took a goddamn bath. Oh. And so that's why they wore them. That's why they wore them. And then also to your point. Um, they wore them to cover up, um, any signs of St. D's and things like that. So like, that was, that was the deal there. So, well, and the other thing too, and not to belabor the point of pubic hair too much, but considering you have opened this point of conversation, I just want to also say, you know, (laughs) I I, I said that name. Yeah, go ahead. Everyone's individual grooming practices. I suppose technically they're not really any of my business, except for, I will just say this. I know there was this incredible fad that 
and trend that took place literally the second the clock struck 12 on 1999 and then in the year 2000 magically everyone's pubic hair just somehow mysteriously fell out but let me say here's why from a medical standpoint we really do need it because consider consider your eyelashes okay if you didn't have that business believe me when i tell you it'd be conjunctivitis 247365 okay (laughs) and not unlike your nethers you need you need um there needs to there needs to be the guard at the front door saying actually you can't come in. <laughs> the velvet rope. I love uh, it. That's exactly what I call it. That is exactly what that's I call what mine. Call <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, we could chit chat about pubic hair, I'm sure, for the next three and a half hours. But the reality is this, Jordan Carlos, you have done your wonderful due diligence, as all guests on Tell Me Everything do, oh, which yes, is I that have. you have procured three absolutely exquisite examples of things that you cannot stop talking about. Yeah. The likes of which I'm gonna say, and I think some of these are gonna be pretty spicy dicey. I think they're going to elicit a lot of feelings. And you know something? I I believe in starting off strong. And mm-hmm. one of the things that you have wanted to bring on and talk about is a now very um, uh, divisive and polarizing figure. You have brought on Mr. Jonathan Majors. Oh, yeah. Mr. Jonathan Majors. Um, first mm-hmm. off, wow. Yeah. How, what would you like to say? What would you like to say on it? Well, I want to give here. We'll give him some context first, because in mm-hmm. case people aren't familiar, it should be noted this is, you know, a very talented actor. We're talking very about talented. a guy who, you know, has been in things like was he was he was in um, the last black man in San Francisco, right? That was him. The last was black he, man in San that? Francisco was, was his breakout, yes. and then he also was in before that he was in a movie called Hostels, which I really liked a lot mm. um, with Christian Bale. It was a, it was a western, and then. Um, more recently, of course, people know him as Kang the Conqueror, and then he was also in the Creed movies. So he has made quite a name for himself in such a limited time in Hollywood. Yes. He's only 34 years old. Crazy. Yeah. Eons ago, before the TVA, a variant of myself lived on Earth in the 31st century. He was a scientist, and he discovered that there were universes stacked on top of his own. At the same time, other versions of us were learning the same thing. Naturally, they made contact, and for a while, there was peace. Narcissistic, self-congratulatory peace. He, things, it would seem, though, have taken a bit of a turn. Um, yes, to say the least. For Mr. Majors. Uh, and it's actually, it's very, it's interesting you and I are having this conversation today because so everyone listening, you know, we're in the time machine a little bit. It's February 7th. Yesterday. Happy Black History Month, everybody. He, so he um, has recently been found guilty on uh, an assault charge uh, from yes. his ex-girlfriend. And interestingly, yesterday on February 6th was meant to receive his sentencing for yes. that charge, but has now been uh, delayed, I believe, until April. Right. Right. So it's we're, been so delayed till April it, 8th because I can't get enough of this story. So I know the facts as, so as, well, walk as me through. Do. So tell me everything. So first of all, Jonathan majors, <sighs> he, he is of such intrigue to you. Yeah. Why? I really, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm really curious um, to know. Yale acting school. He's from Texas. Yep. I'm from Texas. He's from the South side of town, Duncanville. I'm from the North side of town and it's made all the difference. Um, mm. and yeah, so he, you know, took off like a rocket and yeah. I, I watch his stuff, the five bloods, everything he's, he's made. I was like watching it. Cause I was like, this guy is, you can't take your eyes off this guy. He's unbelievable. I saw him speak at this, uh, this, like this 
event called the Ebony 100. It was amazing. He was fantastic. The, he has poise. He has just there's something about him. The molecules change when he enters a room. I'm like, mm. this guy has got it. Also, you know, he's cut from wood. I try to work out and I, I like look at his little workout split and plan and it's impossible. Um, and so I gave up and I was like, yoga for me. And then, yeah. um, so light at that. And, and so, um, when this all happened, you know, I was like, so intrigued, like what's going on? Um, he did lay hands on this person. It mm-hmm. was messy. Um, he was found guilty of it. The thing that really stuck, stuck out to me was that he was asking his girlfriend to be Coretta Scott King for him, which is a lot to ask of a person who is not, not black. Um, and so he asked a white woman to be Coretta Scott King. That's, that's, you're asking a lot. You're asking well, a lot. I want flesh this out. When you say ask yes. her to be Coretta Scott King, do you yes. mean in a role play scenario, do you mean he wants her to embody those values? Like what does like, but what does that, what does that mean? All we know is that he asked her like to embody those values. Right. 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 But it's asking way too much of somebody to do that. I would never ask my wife to, you know, to be like, to, to do that. My wife is white. I would never do that. I would, I would never be like, Baby, you got to be like Fannie Lou Hamer. You got to be like Sojourner Truth. You got to be like Harriet Tubman. Happy right. Black History Month, guys. But I, yeah. you know, like yeah. I, I would never do that. Like, what kind of gaslighting is this man doing? Well, it's and just- also from the perspective also of a person who you're like, wait, you're asking me to be this sort of like epitome of the most altruistic, thoughtful, yes. empowering, like powerful woman. Meanwhile, yes. you are like at least on one occasion, beating the shit out of me. Yeah. Beating the crap out of me. You want, this is all about image. I need you to be, yeah. the, I need you to project this image. Okay. I, I'm not sure how much homeboy knew about Coretta Scott King and that she was like, you know, um, an accomplished, uh, uh, a singer, like opera singer and all these things and held socialist values, which she then taught to her, uh, to her then boyfriend, Martin Luther King. So it's like she, they met in Boston and it's like, do you know all this about her? Are you just seeing images of Coretta Scott King and then like, yeah. being like be like that, you know, like that just really upset me. And then yeah. I remembered that, but Liam, you have to remember that I am Petty LaBelle. I am, you know, like I'm so petty. I am Tom Petty. I'm so petty spaghetti. This uh, man, you're peppermint petty. I'm peppermint. <laughs> <laughs> this man got that part in the last black man in San Francisco over me. So, um, wait, 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 yeah. wait, 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 yeah. wait, wait, yeah. Is that for real? That's right. We, I tried out, you know, and I'm just saying one of us might be going to jail. Okay. So all I'm saying is, Liam, that, <clears throat> okay, I'm, maybe I'm not like a bad boy. Maybe I'm not dysfunctional, but you know what? You know what? Okay. I said, I, I'm a good, I'm a pretty good actor. Okay. I show up. Right? You know what? Anybody. And- and do with this what you will, but I'll just say this. Yes. I I buy you as being a person who would live in San Francisco way more than Jonathan Thank Majors. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. I know Russian Hill. I know the Presidio. Okay. I know the Tinder. You're a well-dressed man. You would fit right a, in. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I, I mean, that was a really great movie. I get what they were trying to do, whatever. 
It's just that if you get cast over me, yeah, be ready for your life to crumble. I think that's well, what it, this is what, what we've learned. Is, <laughs> yeah. And I would also say as a note moving forward to any other actors who are in part of central casting, generally as a as a sort of general rule to to anyone who's a part of the SAG after guild. I know we're trying to bounce back. I know those strikes mm-hmm. were rough and we're all just trying to hustle Oof. and get back out there, but God help you if you find yourself against Jordan Carlos in an audition. <laughs> I would really bow out right away. Um because what history has shown us is when we don't um, just concede to the fact that something yeah. should just go to you, there are legal ramifications. There's in some legal karmic, ramifications. incredible, yeah, yeah. Truly, I mean, you might be doing a bit upstate in New York, which is just the worst. If you're thinking about bad prisons, just don't do it. Just, just sign the part over to me, and like, let's stop this. Let's stop these games. Yeah. You know, um, did I wish him ill will? No. Okay, that was the universe. I'm, oh. It's out of my hands, Liam. Wow. At this point, it's out of my hands. Okay. <sighs> there, I've said my piece. There, that's well, what it I is. Well, I think if you were if you were really Mr. Tom Petty and Mr. Peppermint Petty um, and the Heartbreakers, <laughs> I would say you would have held that against him in a way that I absolutely would. I want you to. I want to make one thing really clear to our listeners, just yeah. so you know, we're still a newest show. Maybe people aren't totally acquainted with how I operate internally as a. Uh, within respects to my emotional mechanisms. Um, if people had something that I don't, I really do hope that they absolutely <laughs> rotten piss. Um, and, no, uh, I, yeah. was it, was it too much for me to show up at the courthouse? was that bad. I'm just lurking. Well, yeah, was it, um, I, was, was, I just thought yeah. it was, I thought it was, I thought it was just I, anything. I thought it was incredible that you, that you read the sides <laughs> that you auditioned with and you screamed them and you said it could, and you said it could have been this. <laughs> Said it could have been this, and now the world will will never know. They'll never know. They'll never know. You know what? If they do the sequel, I'm available. Okay, I'm totally available. Um, yeah. The second to last I, black man in New York, I'm ready. The, or that. Yeah, wait a minute. Or San Francisco, whatever. I'm. Ready. If that is not a sequel that needs to happen, this is like this is like um, this is like. Uh, you know how like Kurt Russell had like you know um, <laughs> escape from uh, LA, escape yeah, from and then esca- yeah, that's what this is. This that's what this is. Here we go again. Here we go. Well, Last also, black man know, in the, Oakland. Let's go. The, yeah. the Jonathan Majors thing was also interesting to me because I mean, not unlike what we see happen play out with a lot of assault trials, especially is like there's a very odd contingent, and we saw this play out with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard of like yes because these are straight men in particular, that is why I am making reference to this, but like sycophantic female fans who, Mm. because they have crushes on these men completely overlook what is factually being presented in front of them. Like, like the, it was really odd because he was originally, I believe this all started to unfold last March, right? Like we're kind of almost at the year marker of when this all started to happen. Yeah. And it was fascinating to see what can only be described as online thirstery for this man kind of kick into high gear. It was bizarre. It was bizarre. And then people feeling this kind of elevated sense of wanting to then sort of like defend and protect this guy. Now, listen, I'm all for proper legal due diligence. I, of course, you know, I want to see due process. I want, and you know, and Mm -hmm. innocent until proven guilty. I completely understand. It just seems, uh, I will say, um, (laughs) misguided to all of a sudden (laughs) throw your weight in a sort of, um, extremely sexual way behind a man who now is at the 
center of a very serious accusation. I think people, I think what it is, I don't know what it is. I think it's it's just celebrity warps our view of the world. We get in these parasocial relationships with people. We think that mm-hmm. like, you know, their family and that, you know, it's just the system trying to take them down. You know, I mean, I remember the same thing happened with like Elizabeth Holmes, like when Elizabeth Holmes, right. um, you know, um, went away for uh, killing people <laughs> with her, yeah. with her machine yeah. that did not work, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. then people were like, well, it's, you know, it's sex, it's sexism in that men have been corrupt and that we need to diversify the corruption Instead of transcending that, we're just thinking maybe there needs to be more a variety of we. These are voices in corruption that just have not been heard. You know, like yeah. there it comes. A, I think it's a fine line between, um, uh, or like, or we're losing our compass. So it seems between like our loyalty to someone, as in Johnny Depp. I love mm-hmm. Johnny Depp's acting. It has mm-hmm. entertained me through the years. But his behavior has not, you know. Right. And if if you outside of that realm um, hurt someone, there are only two scales in justice, right? Not a third scale, which is like celebrity. Um, yeah. But it seems to be there is that third scale at work, and it plays itself out. Um, you know, this time around, I, I who knows what the sentencing will be for for Jonathan Majors. But I think the, the but the takeaways do not do not. Um, audition for a part that I am yeah. up for. Thank you. You know, yeah. do not, just, just don't do that. Cause no. it's, it's, as I said, it is a function of the universe. Um, yeah. It will come for you and it'll come quickly or it'll come slowly like this, but it'll yeah. be even worse. You know, it's just, and it's, it's just sad. Really. I've seen Has it with the director the, from that movie yeah. reached out yet to say that they made an incredible mistake. <laughs> intimated he intimated mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. um not with words uh but with smoke anything signals else. yeah 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 i think just energy and vibe um yeah. all around and um yeah. listen everybody everybody every every project i've ever been a part of from you know the um honey bunches of oats commercial i just did mm-hmm. um on up what a, what a great guy what what a better guy than jonathan majors i mean and here you sit famously not awaiting sentencing <laughs> no no who who said that (laughs) i mean i I, i'll listen i i will here's what you can count on if for some reason yes the universe gets it wrong again okay (laughs) and if you and if you don't get a part that you so sorely deserve Mm -hmm. it's not a matter of if jordan okay it's Mm. when i show up outside the director's door (laughs) okay I'm going to, I'm going to knock three times. Okay. I'm going to say, knock, knock, knock. And they're going to say, who are you? I say, that's not important right now. I have something. I have to tell you. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> and I want to say two things. One, I think you, I want to, I want you to rethink your hedge arrangement right now okay. outside your front right. house. Cause it's looking a mess. I'm, I, 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 whoever this director is, I know, I know that they're not tending to it. I just know that. Okay. And secondly, I want to say Jordan Carlos is one of the finest men and actors I've ever met in my life. Thank you. Thank you. I just, I, and by the, oh, okay. You know what? Down South, we have things called the honey hush. And I, I, I don't want, oh boy. I was told, and this is a scoop, mm. an exclusive, and it doesn't really matter okay. anyway. 
um, by somebody that worked on uh, Lovecraft Country yeah. with Jay Majors. Oh my God, I can't believe I'm doing this. I never do this. That he would soil and <gasps> and excrete on his clothing, his like costume. This is someone that was in the cast and to mark it as his territory. So let me just say once again, okay, if you're looking for a, a, a black actor <laughs> who won't do those things or demand that their girlfriend is <laughs> Coretta Scott King, especially when she's someone of a different race, Jordan Carlos is right. I'm on the shot. I'm right here. I'm right here. And yeah, he would J.O. and P.P. into his costume. I, I don't understand. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't think they teach that at uh, Yale School of Theater and Drama, but here we are. Maybe check check Ed Norton. Everybody check for Ed Norton to see if he does that too. But that is, yeah. I feel Now I feel like Cat Williams. But um, that I is... Uh, well, <laughs> first of all, I... The the mental short uh, that just happened in my brain when you told me that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is, you're going to defend that guy? Come on now. Come on. Well, first of all, I want to just tell you, Meryl Streep does that actually. And that is a Yale thing. <laughs> and what you don't know, it's, it's, famously, it's famously a part of the Alexander technique. And it's once you remove oh. the mask, you immediately soil into your costume. <laughs> it's, what was that? What's that? What's yeah. that acting exercise? It's like private moment. And the whole thing is that you're supposed to, in front of your peers, you're yes. supposed to act out what would normally be a private moment. moment. And yeah. you know... Nine out of ten men who are doing the private moment, quote unquote, exercise, you know they're all pretending to jerk off. You know yes. they are. Yes. I mean, what else? What else would men do in private? There's very little men do in private aside from that. I mean, yeah, that's that's everything else. We're like walking around, traipsing around our stupid, you know, stained up underwear. It doesn't, you know, so that's that's it. That's yeah, it. This- wow. The second uh, I close you, this Riverside window, the light goes out behind my eyes. I just stand erect <laughs> and I just, I like, I literally, I just wait. I wait until I'm given my next assignment. You know what I mean? Not on like a robot. You're like, you, you T-stand like in Grand Theft Auto? Is that what you're yeah. saying? Like, yeah. You're just, <laughs> and then I just, I, I just kind of keep clumsily walking into a corner until someone like redirects my <laughs> avatar. You know what I mean? And that's all I can do. That's all I can do. Oh my God. No, I understand. You're looking for health, food, or life. I get it. Um, Absolutely. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. And now speaking of health, food and life, I want to say this one, this next poll of yours really gave me all three of those because (laughs) this is one. Now, this is actually a story that I was fairly well acquainted with um, because this is something I've sort of explored on another show of mine. But I'm, I'm fascinated to know why it sticks out to you so much because you have brought up the Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt winery <laughs> lawsuit. So I want to just, so I think people, it's very, it's maybe people are not super yeah. in the know about this. So I'll just sort of give a summary of what the sort of nuts and bolts of this are. And Please. then I want you to really give us the the deep dive. Cause basically Brad and Angelina, who of course were together for many, many years, had a family. They also then sort of, um, branched out this uh, sort of professional working aspect of their relationship, and they have this um, winery, I believe, called Miraval. Yes, 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 in France, right? Right, yeah. correct. 
Miraval is tucked away in its own private valley in the ancient village of Corrance in Provence. The Château de Miraval includes over 2,000 acres. Today, the estate is where Pete and Perrin family produce legendary rosé wines, combining Famille Perrin expertise of winemaking and Pete family's artistic sensitivity. Miraval is, is the art of rosé. I mean, it's really one of the best high-end rosé in the world. And they had this deal and this understanding that um, because they were sort of co-shares and co-owners of this business, that any decisions having to do with the business could not be made without having um, consulted one another, right? Correct. And basically, Brad is claiming now that, or was claiming, that Angelina, upon, you know, the fallout of their marriage and then their divorce, she sold her part of the company to mm -hmm. a guy that Brad really does not like. <laughs> and I think now would be an incredible time for you to say, A, who that person is, and also just tell me everything. Why does this speak to you so much? I'm so curious. Well, here's the thing. I don't know who that person is, but this is why it stuck out it to me. It was a guy. I'm it's like, it's, he's literally like a, some Russian oligarch. Like he works for Stoli. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I did not know that. I love, yeah. I love Liam that you do your homework. These are the stories Thank that you. stick in my head and I can't stop talking about because for other reasons, one is I didn't know it was still unsettled. That made me be like, what is this? I yeah. could, I could not stop. I, I, I'm talking to my wife about it. I'm like, why are these two, you know, I am front row seats to a divorce that is still going on. And yeah. it's like five, six years plus. Yeah. And I'm like, this far out just eclipses that. I am, it, it feels like a mind fire that won't go out. That's what it was to me. That was yes. like, that's, that's why I brought it up. I was like, what is going on y'all? You know, um, why is it still going on? Why are we still at it? And two, I saw this strangely once I once I returned to my normal breathing pattern. Yes. I said to myself, and I happened to be in Trader Joe's at the time, and I happened to be passing a two buck chuck stand, which I I never pass, but um, you know, just like ring, 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 into the basket, just yeah, absolutely. all those bad boys in my basket. The thing about two buck chuck is it its history comes from a nasty divorce, and I thought to myself. Are we going – is this going – is Miraval going to be the next Two Buck Chuck? I'm <gasps> happily waiting for Whoa. the next Two Buck Chuck of my dreams because Two Buck Chuck is also the result of a very bad divorce settlement wherein one of the spouses um, retained ownership of the uh, of the vineyard. But, you know, and they had to work in conjunction with their spouse. But uh, the husband said, okay, fine. I mean, talk about petty. Talk about petty. Yeah. You can sell this very popular wine, but it can only be for $2. That is not wow. because they wanted to save money. It's it's spite. It is an ever – it is a dose of – every time you drink Two Buck Chuck, you are drinking spite, okay? That is why it's $2. Not because they're trying to like, you know, make wine for everybody, but oh. <laughs> oh, it's because motherfuckers this. can't let go. So – the uncorking. So I'm like, is this going to happen with Brad and Angelina? Is this what it's all lining up to become? That is why it was more like it felt like a news peg for me to go back and think, will some good come out of this? And will it be good for me? Well, I mean, will a, will a, will a fresh rosé come out of it? You know, like 
will we get champagne? Mm. Will we get chompers? Like that's that's what I'm thinking. Um, and I also so that's am why struck, I was yeah. Miraval also denotes it's so funny. <sighs> Miraval sounds like also like the kind of name that you think like someone picks because they think it sounds fancy, but actually it's not. It's not. Be- because Miraval, you know what it makes me think of? It really does make me think of medieval times. And it makes me think that like it makes me think that like they're just drinking like it's like a it's like a glass of mead and it's in like one of those like real yes. sort of like if you could if you could imagine um like a hobbit from Middle Earth drinking <laughs> from like um like a wooden yeah. cup. Yes. You know? Yes. With a big handle. It's almost like a small like a small mm-hmm. barrel, you know, where it's like mm. the, it's like and where it has like a metal ring around it and there's like a big beard. Yeah. Like Yes. And and that like that's what it makes me think of. And you want to know something? I don't want to drink that. <laughs> I think when it's all done, I wipe my hands on an Irish wolfhound that's mm. like crossing the floor as it makes its way, pads its way over the fire and curls up. Yes, I hear yeah. that. Also, it is, yeah, it is, it is, it is aspirational. It is trying too much. It is, it's Miraval in a, I mean, Miraval is a, Spanish word in a French country, like what's going on? All right, like it's in France, so maybe name it something French, right? Also, yeah. it's a five hundred million dollar winery. What? What? Half well, a I mean, bill? Because this these are wild. people. Listen, I mean, it's like I mean, for, for all we know, this is the most incredible wine we've ever had in our entire lives. Like, but I mean, it's also such a testament this idea that you sort of were hearkening to earlier. This idea of celebrity culture, like how name recognition completely boosts value, not in relation yes. to quality, but yes. strictly in relation to status. Right. Yes. And so, you know, that's entirely why I think that company is as sort of financially viable as it is. And, you know, I'm also like personally, and I know, look, it's not, it's not appropriate to speak in intangibles and abstracts, but like, I will say like legitimately, I'm very fascinated by the Brad Pitt piece of it all. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, it's kind of coming out through the word work that like maybe there was also some abuse stuff in that marriage that he maybe yes. was not this great guy that he was maybe, you know, and it seems like Angelina Jolie is doing everything she can right now, both personally and professionally to really literally and figuratively divorce herself from him. And so, you know, mm. I, it does make me wonder, especially cause we are entering this phase of social reckoning a little bit like i like yeah if these if these allegations come to pass where they are proven um factual in a court of law or if there is yeah. that, like it do, it does make or even just sort of in the ever in the very sort of tempestuous you know court of public opinion like it does make me wonder if with brad pitt if there is going to be like if the other shoe's going to drop like i'm I, the, like the the sort of the right. mirror of all of it all, I find it to be such an interesting mirror to a dynamic that I think was in play while they were married. While they were married, right? Because I think um, some of their children have come out and said, like, you know, it wasn't all peaches and cream. Um, no. It was they were fighting nearly like Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Um, shit was going down. Not the yeah. new one with Donald Glover. Um, and Young was Which is so good. But yeah. Yes, uh, I can't wait to watch. But I will say that. I feel like I could have these questions answered because people don't know, but Angelina Jolie opened up a coffee shop in New York city. She wild oh. like that. Um, she's doing beans. She's doing grapes. Like oh. it's all over. Okay. So she's opened up a coffee shop and the coffee shop is Jean-Michel Basquiat's old 
art studio. Oh and my god. Yeah. 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 It's I believe on Bleecker Street in New York City. Um, you go in, there's no visible signage. Oh. <laughs> it, is it also it, is it super, super tiny? It's not. So it's, oh, it's big. Mm. It's just like it's hard to find. You open it up. That thing is just like this beautiful space. You know space. it or you don't. Yeah. You know it or you don't. I'm gonna I'm gonna just I'm gonna go in on a limb and say, Angel, I'm just gonna spread this rumor. Angelina is slanging. She's slanging lattes and dirty, dirty chais um Wednesdays. Yeah, and, the people look behind the counter, they're yeah. like, Are you? She's like, shh, 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 and she just holds up that 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 like one perfectly like manicured Ooh. like slim finger to, her, yes. to those beautiful to that to that queen size futon she calls a mouth and she just I just want to see her there so I know if she's AI or not like that's all I want to do and and I want you know if she makes me a filthy chai a dirty chai huge for me um and I just. Just know, I want to ask the question. I just want to be like, was he really a jerk? Did he, you know, show me on the doll? Like, I mean, me, apparently, me and I hope I'm, I'm, I hope I'm not getting this this wrong, but appa- apparently, every single one of their children do not speak to him. We don't talk to Brad Pitt. We don't talk to him. Like, apparently, they've all they're like, no, 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 no. So I, that's very I am, interesting. I am to one me. of his kids, so we don't talk to him. I'm just letting you know that right now. Oh, okay. <clears throat> yeah, mm-hmm. you were, you mm-hmm. were, you. It went, it went. You were adopted first, and then Maddox, <laughs> and then the rest of them. <laughs> right? I was, yeah. And then I was like, I am totally, uh, yeah, I, I'm divorcing you guys both. You know, I got out before it got bad. And um, they're like, it's insane that we're adopting this 23-year-old adult <laughs> child. And you were like, well. <laughs> I also want to say this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is so off topic. But, you know, something yeah. that is staggering about you to me. Is okay. that, and I hope, I hope you don't find this indelicate, but we can say you are in your forties. Yeah, I am. It's true. Here's the thing. You don't look a day over 34. Stop. Okay. Liam, I, I, I'm here at the podcast. I'm, I'm, I'm doing, you don't have to win me over. Um, you had me at hello. Uh, you had me at my microphone won't work. Um, you had, you already had me. So thank There's you so much. There's not one line in your face. Every pore <laughs> is closed and tight. <laughs> like it was really, you know, because like I, I think I just always assumed you were in your 30s is the thing. Yeah. And I happened because when I, I just wanted to double check, you know, later, you know, we want to make sure that we have people's socials and blah 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 blah. And then when I saw your illicit age on Google, I. <laughs> My jaw dropped almost as hard as when you told me that Jonathan Majors jizzed all over his costumes. <laughs> I didn't use that word. I didn't use that word, but I did say he made some kind of secretion. We don't know which one. Um, yeah, I mean, thank you very much. Well, you very did sweet. say ejaculate should... later on, so I think we're all I, basically I reading I in between the lines at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Let doesn't, the uh, doesn't take a Yale grade, grad to figure that one out there, uh, Jordan, you know? Let the record show. <laughs> He's coming for me. Majors is coming for me. All right. So I okay. So thank you for that. Thank you for saying You're that. So welcome. You should see my my mom and dad. They're it's terrifying. It don't crack. Um, Ugh. it don't crack. It melts though. Some of my older cousins, it melts. That's very funny. That's yeah, very funny. Like, 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 like. Um. So 
Yeah, I don't know. I've always just kind of like, I think New York pickles you. Um, it keeps you young. Yeah. I just eat with what my wife eats, which is just like squirrel food and things like that. So I don't mm. eat a lot of fatty foods. And then I just try to get eight hours every night, just go to bed when she goes to bed and that's it. But like, you know, I think well, that's it. And the also key. it's the yoga. Let's be honest. Cause you know, here's the thing. Can Jonathan majors maybe deadlift 400 pounds? Sure. But you want to know something <laughs> that, that man in 10 years time, that man's not going to be able to touch his toes and you're going to be able to touch your ass from through your legs bending down frontwards you see what i'm saying you you yeah you could bend down touch the floor reach up and grab your own lower back okay (laughs) that's that's honestly my goal like i'm i'm almost there i'm so excited um that's like getting an mfa to me and i feel like it just takes time um it takes patience with self yeah and and we'll all get there um yeah i don't yeah the aging thing, I really think that like, I feel like it's important to stay young at heart. I got kids mm-hmm. too, 11 and seven, and they keep me young because it's like, you know, my son yesterday was like, do you want to go to the park and just like play with my RC cars? And I was like, yeah, I definitely want to do that. Sick. You know? Yeah. You throw, you just knock back an edible and you go and you just oh. like, and you, and that's, and you're that's, like, I am the car. <laughs> You're like, we're driving. <laughs> oh, I feel I the just, wind yeah. in my hair. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, should I put a Lego man in the car? I'm like, absolutely, dude. The yeah. answer is always yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, but thank you for saying that. Also, just if for anybody listening, because this is, this is obviously Sonic, um, mm. we uh, just lots of water. And um, I've had a dry January, that too. I did a dry January. And so like that, that helps with everything. Yeah. I did yeah. a drunk January and I resolved <laughs> to be absolutely inebriated every second of every day for the entirety of January. And wouldn't you know it? I did it. You look great. I don't, I don't know how old you are, Liam, but you look oh, great. that's fun. You- Wait, this is fun. Wait, this is fun then because I know your age. Guess how old I am. You... Might be 29. Are you 29? I'm famously 33 next month. So thank you. I mean, again, that let's cue up that round of applause sound effects. Well, you know what's so funny is because forever, yeah. when I was like, and I'm talking about when I, when I was 18 and 19, everyone then thought I was 30. So I think I'm catching up to my face. Yeah. <laughs> Well, now listen, let's bulldoze yeah. into your third and final pick here, which Please. I'm also fascinated by because it's funny. Now, you know, despite my, uh, as we've established, <laughs> very young age, <laughs> um, I'm a real, uh, I'm a real Luddite. I'm a real Luddite. You know, really? listen, was I able, I was, I was I able to briefly maybe help you troubleshoot and or make your microphone problems worse before yes, we started recording? Were. Absolutely. Yeah. But listen, I know nothing about technology, which is interesting why then you would want to discuss the Apple vision pro yeah i see that the thing about it is liam i think i should say the aspects of which i want to talk like why i want to talk about these like i want to talk about um brand angelina because i'm interested in two buck chuck and yeah. the vision pro makes me f- i think it's baiting me yeah. into like robbing people like 
like Explain. straight. Well, because New York City is New York City is getting cushier and cushier and cushier, right? It's like by which you mean more expensive, a, more expensive, more expensive. Yes, yeah. more expensive. Yeah. Just rich yeah. people playground kind of thing, right? And it's like now you're trying to bait me into mugging you. You are baiting me into mugging you. Like, okay, you wore that Canada goose out, you know what I'm saying? With your, with your earbuds right. and you, you're holding your phone, like, just like, like it's nothing, you know, the most expensive 15 pro with the three lenses. That's one right, thing. Right, okay, right. fine. Do that. Now you're going to put this fucking headpiece, these goddamn Top Gun aviators on your goddamn face. Which and after tax are almost $4,000, almost $4,000. $4,000. And you're mm-hmm. expecting in this economy, in this economy, for nobody to just drive by and just snatch that off your goddamn head, just snatch that like a goddamn wig on Drag Race. Like, give me a fucking break. It's going to happen. It's yeah. it's like you you are. That's what I'm talking about. I'm like, I wanna, I wanna hmm. know when the first crime is committed. I want to be there. Well, it also, I'm it not going to do it, but I want to be there to film it. Well, no, that, that's what Jonathan Majors is for, um, obviously. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, but it is also interesting. Well, it's very interesting. The new uh, wealth indicators, right? Yeah. Oh, yes. Like, very, very so, good term. Very good term. Right. You're, like, you're very, can we just stop down for a moment? Okay. Okay. Liam okay. Garrow is mm-hmm. very, uh, he is well spoken. Um, he is Natalie dressed, oh. and he uses terms that you would hear in a goddamn book, like wealth indicators. Now go ahead, don't pretend well, like you didn't say that. You know, you know what? Not bad for a high school dropout, hey? <laughs> not bad, not bad, not bad for someone who only has an eighth grade education. But we're no doing way. Our best. Are you serious? Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. What? Okay. Okay. There's a story there. There's a story there. Oh yeah, which is just I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, but I mean, the thing, no, but I mean, because yeah. listen, how about this? In in the seventies, let's say it was like the huge fur coat. In yeah. the eighties, let's say it was um whatever the latest the sports you, or whatever it was. Well, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say like whatever some kicky little sports car, mm-hmm. you know. But it's interesting now. It's like. Actually, this kind of echoes the sentiment of the conversation we were having earlier about the plane. Like this idea of like there's yeah, first class, there's business, there's oh, economy. Like there's <laughs> like you are a person who can do this fucking Apple yeah. Vision Pro, whatever the fuck, or you like are a person who is like still just like clinging onto a Samsung Galaxy for dear life. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> And also, like, just so we're all very clear, like, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm holding on to my iPhone 12, hoping it doesn't die tomorrow. Like, this is where we're at right now. But you know, it is like it is. But it also, the yeah. thing that I also wonder about with, and I realize it's not this this technology, but like, it. I wonder if it's also opening the door to this idea of normalizing even more so than it already has. This idea of not like engaging with people. Like this oh, idea of that part, yeah, right? Because like you, of course, as the person wearing the goggles, can see out, but people cannot see, can't in, see in, right? Which is also yes. like a status imbalance, right? Like I can see you, you can't see me. Can't see me? Oh, oh my god! Yeah, that's the yo. You are unmasking level upon level upon level in this shit. You're right. It takes us farther apart 
from each other. Like it's not only going through the phone. Now it's going through the mask. Now we are behind the <laughs> mask. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> This is crazy. This is, are you doing a TED it's talk all, on this? No, I mean, it's just like, it's, I, well, actually that's so funny you would say that. And I like literally have like a PowerPoint behind me and I'm like, um, I have my headset mic and I just, I literally, I walk on stage. I'm in a, I'm in a sensible black pant and I go, how do we define socializing? Well, and then I turn to my pointer, but I mean, it is really know. like, I think I, it is really interesting. Cause I also wonder if it kind of opens the door. Cause it's funny when I actually saw the physical apparatus of the goggles, mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, does this also dovetail into normalizing like virtual reality technology where people right. are also going to just be wearing goggles and then not actually engaging in the real world? And yeah, I I don't know. It's like it also makes me wonder if it's going to be one of those things where like we're fed this idea that we really want it and need to have it in our lives. But then actually mm-hmm. not unlike a Blu-ray DVD, we're like, actually, we never needed this. <laughs> never at all yes truly i mean there were google glasses they tried that which actually are kind of like a little more compact and like right. this is just so um in your face and kind of aggressive and like you know i mean they're really trying to push of course like i get it you you, you get behind something like this meta has something like this with oculus but that's more for like playing games and things mm. like that this is more for like like apple builds things for everyday life right so I saw at the Apple store, like, you know, Tim Cook or Tim Apple, as he's called in some circles, um, they're <laughs> like, you know, boosting it, plugging it like, yeah, do it, get this out here. I, I just feel like, I mean, my hope is that it just becomes like a, you know, like um, one of those cyber trucks, like that only the rich have it and they can mm. just leave us alone. Like, just wear that, wear that toy, just leave us alone, please, please, please. Because I've seen it on the subway. And the subway hmm. is these days, the temp is not good. And I'm just, that's why I'm like, yes, you would see trouble coming because you can see out. But once somebody who doesn't have a lot wants what you have and is willing to take it off your goddamn head, you're going to have to let that go. I'm just going to hope that you have the Apple Care. I'm just going to put it that way. There you go. What's worse to see on a subway? Someone with the Apple Vision Pro goggles or those shoes that are like socks with the individual toes? <laughs> Don't make me choose. Don't make me choose. Oh my God. Oh my God. Um, Johnny on the spot. I feel like it's the, it's the end of visual toes for the win. I mean, that's yeah. always going to be I want to take hostages when I see stuff like that. I just yeah. want it to stop. I want it to stop. Well, and yeah. in some ways it's a trick question because you know that every person who owns those toe shoes also have the Oppovision Pro goggles. <laughs> you know that they do. It's it's the only Venn diagram societally that really tracks and holds water for us. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. You're and right. it's the only it's the only two circles that will consistently connect. But let me say this. Speaking yes. of two circles that consistently connect, I want I really do want the Liam and Jordan circles to connect again at some point because you have been so legitimately lovely to talk to you i kind of can't get over it oh igualmente this has been so fun liam i want to know a couple of things first of all um your sofa is iconic and definitely (gasps) early early 19th or excuse me early 20th century what's going on where do you live are you it is so you're in a classic home like are you in los angeles what what's going on i'm just in a little apartment hang on here's just like a little i'm I'm showing jordan a little bit of my apartment 
just a little bit of my apartment. Oh, what a so beautiful here's the deal. Yeah. I live in Vancouver, Canada, which is like LA, but oh. if it worked. And um and <laughs> it's like LA, but where you can walk and the water's clean. Anyway, yes. so um so here's a fun story. I, I love that you asked me this question about my my furniture because I want to tell you something right now. This chair that I'm hold that I'm touching right now touching. matches yeah. the sofa. Okay. And yes. I when I was moving into this apartment, I like was so fucking broke and I was like, but I needed new furniture because the apartment I was in previously flooded. And everything got ruined. No. And so, because I was living in, in this horrible basement. Anyway, long story short, I was like, you know, I don't have a lot of money to spend on furniture, but it'd be nice to not have to do the Ikea thing, you know, mm-hmm. which of course is great for a person on a budget. I completely understand. But I was like, you know, let me scope Craigslist. Maybe there's like a hidden gem out there. See what's out there. Sure enough, I find this guy who lives in a neighborhood called Carisdale, which is kind of like a more upscale affluent neighborhood in Vancouver. Not where mm-hmm. I live, but that's where this guy is. And he was selling like a bunch of furniture off because his mother-in-law had passed away, I guess, like 10 or 15 years ago. Mm. But And they basically turned the basement of their home. It honestly looked like um, like a showroom, like yes, an Antiques Roadshow showroom. Yeah, because yeah. they were like, well, we held on to all this stuff thinking, oh, well, I'll, when our kids are grown, they'll move out and they'll want it. So they I'm can have like first stuff. dibs at all this furniture, but then they mm-hmm. didn't. So then they start selling it off. <laughs> right. So I got four nesting tables, uh, a mid-century chair mm-hmm. and sofa, and as and another actually mid-century chair that's out of frame that you can't see, and a lamp. So all those pieces, all told, get ready. Tell me, five hundred and fifty dollars. Five hundred for the whole thing. Okay, and for the listeners here and who, uh, by accident of birth, live in the United States, that is like five hundred. That would be like um, almost. That's like seven hundred, eight hundred dollars. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's like that's or or you mean American? American? That's yeah. like four hundred dollars. Because oh, because you're right the other way. Because it's, it's yes, 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 yes. It's yes, the yes, other yes. way. That's amazing. That's like a hundred dollars a piece, maybe. Well yeah. done, friend. Well done. And I'll tell you something else. I love Vancouver. Vancouver is such yeah. a beautiful place. It is uh, beautiful. Are you on the island? Is that where you're at? Yeah, I'm like, I'm just south of downtown, babe. You're doing it. You're dipping it. You're doing it. Um, every time I come there, she she is nice to me. Um, we bike around. Uh, Vancouver's like, come hang out. That's what Vancouver feels like. There's the same little cafe. I can't remember the name of it. I will not remember the name of it, but it is like still there. It's great. It had been years since I'd been there. And um, I'm always looking for places to let me down and it did not. And so <laughs> it's it's so good. I, I'm jealous that you live there, obviously. And um, and congrats on your life. Well. There. Yeah. Liam. And that's the note to go out on, to, to, to be honest with you. I mean. <laughs> Here I am in business class with an eighth grade education and four pieces of mid-century furniture. I mean, just killing it. Killing yes. it. Killing now, wait a minute. It. When are you going to be in Vancouver next? I don't know. I don't think I'll be in Vancouver for a while. But if I do, I'll look you up. We got to hang out. We got to kiki and go to this this said cafe. It's a real place. Believe me. Yeah. Um, I just And we can pop an edible and then, you know, play with your kids' cars or whatever. Oh my god. <laughs> uh-huh. 
I'll br- yeah, I'll bring one of his RC cars. Hopefully, it works above the border. I, I don't know the exchange rate. Maybe something. Well, will, will you know, about it, but it's we'll do the it. altitude. It's the altitude. It's the altitude. It's, you know, yeah, that really yeah. gets you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, listen. Before you leave us, where can people find you? What do you want people to know about? How can people support you? This is your time to just be totally an absolute shameless plug moment for you, Mr. Jordan Carlos. Okay, you can always catch me on my podcast with my co from Go, Michelle Buteau. Uh, mm-hmm. It is called Adulting. If you don't know, and you can find it wherever wherever you get your podcasts, um, adulting. So, uh, there's that. I'm also on IG as the real Jordan Carlos. That is just a dumb joke. Um, you can find me on Twitter or the artist formerly known as Twitter on at Jordan Carlos. And then let's see, uh, um, I coming up, I will be hosting a new show on AMC. I'm really excited about, um, (gasps) called, yeah, called, can we talk about this? Which is all about film. I'm a cinephile and I'll be doing that very soon. And uh, yeah, that's that's what's up with me right now. As we kind of like turn this engine over, coming out of the strike, that's that's what I'm up to. Well, you know, my thanks. Yeah. To, I really I can't stress it enough. You were so easy and joyful and lovely to talk to. I oh. really appreciate you making the time. Thank you for Anytime, bringing Liam. incredible picks. And really, it was so lovely getting to meet you. And I do hope the Venn diagram of our paths cross again very very soon. Oh, yes. Yes. Unions and intersections. Love it. Thanks, Jordan. Yeah. Thank you. My thanks to the wonderful Jordan Carlos. Everyone go follow him on social. Make sure that you listen to his podcast, Adulting with Michelle Buteau. Support him, you know, go see him do stand up, keep up to date with all of his performance dates and, you know, make a point of going to see him live because he's so, so wonderful and so great. And listen, as always with the show, what do we want you to do? We want you to rate. We want you to review. We want you to subscribe. Five stars. Leave a comment. Follow us on Instagram at Tellium Everything, which is really a fabulous extension of the show where you get even deeper dives on all the fabulous pop culture polls that are, you know, provided for the show. And because the guests who come onto the show do their due diligence and are wonderfully generous in sharing the things that they love, I will do the same. And actually, it got a bit of a very brief mention in today's episode. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Maya Erskine, uh, Donald Glover, it is a... TV adaptation reboot of, of course, Mr. Mrs. Smith, the movie, Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie. But here's the deal. I want to say this right now. The crime sort of like espionage thriller genre is not really my bag usually, but I love this show because they have that as an incredible gloss for the show. That's kind of the thing that's pulling you in. But the thing that's making you stay is that it really is about looking at the relationship of these two people, these two you know, CIA, CIA agents who are, you know, pulled together. Also, are you listening to a garbage truck outside my window listeners? Of course you are. But it's a show that really is about these two CIA agents and their relationship. And it is so funny and surprising and interesting, beautifully acted, wonderfully written. Um, right now, all eight episodes are up, I believe, on Amazon Prime. So if you are looking for a new show to completely dive into and obsess over, I highly recommend Mr. and Mrs. Smith. If you want to keep up to date with me, I'm at Liam Garrow across all social platforms. And as always, we appreciate you listening. We will come back next week with a fabulous new episode. And until then, as always, we just want you to take care of yourselves. And until next time, bye-bye.